Thank you for tuning in today on Voyage Through the Bible with Billy G. Nolan, where his heart is to fortify and strengthen your relationship with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We hope you enjoy this mini teaching, and if you need prayer, if you would like more information, or you simply want to join us as we voyage through the Bible, go to www.voyagethroughthebible.org. Voyaging through the Bible, it's a quest of this overview is to explain to a doubting heart what a new heart looks like, that we can really have new beginnings. We have a plan to show you through the stories the many aspects of God's dealing with the human race, the past, present, and in the future. God the Father had a plan Jesus enacted the plan and the Holy Ghost empowered the plan. Hopelessness. Mephibosheth is the man. Jonathan's sons of Saul had a son who was lame in his feet. He was five years old when the new News came about Saul and Jonathan dying. His nurse picked him up and was fleeing with him. And in the hurry, he fell and his legs become disabled. His name was Mephibosheth. In 2 Samuel 9, David asked, "Is King David asked, Is there anyone of the house of Saul whom I can show kindness to for Jonathan's sake. And the servant of Saul's household was named Zibia, and he was summoned by David to ask the question, is there no one still alive from the house of Saul whom I can show kindness to? And Zibia said, there's a son, Jonathan's son, He's lame in both feet. He is at a house of Malachi, the son of Amalekai, in Lodabar. When Mephibosheth's son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, came to David, he bowed down to pay him honor and David said, Mephibosheth, surely I need to show you kindness for the sake of your father, Jonathan, and I will restore to you all the lands that belong to your grandfather, Saul. What is your servant that you should notice a dead dog like me, Mephibosheth said. Then the king summoned Ziba, Saul's steward and said to him, I have given the master's grandson everything that belonged to Saul and his family. And I've done this so that your master's grandson may be provided for. You will serve him and take care of him and his lands. And Mephibosheth had a young son whose name was Micah. And from that time on, Mephibosheth sat in Jerusalem and always ate 
at the king's table. So the story takes a twist. Turns out that Ziba had interior motives and the king was in distress and he had a string of donkeys saddled with, loaded with 200 loaves of bread, hundreds of cakes of raisins and cakes of figs and skins of wine. He brought this and David said, in his distress, he said, where is Mephibosheth? And Ziba told a story. He lied. And he said, Mephibosheth is staying in Jerusalem, wondering if you'll be overthrown as king and his family may be put in as king again. Intrigue happening. Saul's grandson, Mephibosheth, came to David and he explained the guiles of Ziba. So it was set straight that this was the problem that was going on. Mephibosheth was a broken humanity. The story is talking about David's provisions. He's Saul and Jonathan's living heir. Mephibosheth was crippled from his youth. He was 21 years old when he began to set at David's table. If we look at it in one way, this story illuminates and illustrates the kindness of God. In Titus 3, 1 through 7, to slander no one should be peaceable. Consider it and always be gentle toward everyone. At one time, we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived, enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. But the kindness and love of God, our Savior, appeared. He saved us, not because of our righteous things that we have done, but because of his mercy, he saved us through his washing of rebirth, renewal of the Holy Ghost, whom he poured out generously through Jesus Christ, our Savior. So we're justified by grace that we might become heirs having hope of everlasting life. We're paralleling the story of Mephibosheth with our story. In Ephesians 2, 1 through 9, as you, for you were dead in your trespasses and sins, were by nature deserving wrath, but because of the great love of our God, who is rich in mercy, makes us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions and sin. By grace you have been saved, and that's God raised 
of Christ and seated him in heavenly places so that we would have an intercessor on our behalf. We see David's kindness toward Mephibosheth and to us, the sin-filled world, Jesus has shown us kindness. This is David's promise compared to God's promise. Can you see the likeness of the great heart of God in this? As a king, only David could show mercy to Mephibosheth. David owns all of the possessions of King Saul. Through Jesus' crucifixion, his death, his descent into hell, his resurrection, his ascension into heaven, and him seating at the right hand of the Father, we have it all. David is called the Beloved, and Jesus is called the Beloved Son. In Matthew 3, 17, And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love, and him I am well pleased. We find Mephibosheth living in a far distant place. David says, I want to honor any person that is left in Jonathan's lineage. The story goes back to the promise David made to Jonathan. Then Jonathan said to David, I swear by the Lord, the God of Israel, that I will surely sound out my father. And by the time the day is after tomorrow, and he is favorable and disposed toward you, I will let you know. But if my father has ill intent to harm you, I will let you know. And do not ever cut off your kindness to my family. So Jonathan made a covenant with the house of David, saying, May the Lord call David's enemies to the, be an account. It was a promise that David had made to Jonathan. Mephibosheth was five years old when Jonathan died. We personally are called and are saved by Jesus in Ephesians 1.6 to praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in one, in the one he loves. In Ephesians 4.32, be kind and compassionate one to another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. A man by the name of Zena, Saul's servant, explained to David that there is a son and he is a different place called Lodabar and he is a survivor of Jonathan's lineage. David brought Mephibosheth to the king's presence and Saul's servant Ziba brought him to take care of the surviving relative. As David is showing mercy, we're in a losing cause. 
Calvary is our victory. Our defense is the blood covenant, and it is our intercession for us. Mephibosheth is called. He should be full of joy to meet David. Instead, he becomes there as a crippled legs, and he says, I'm unworthy. And David didn't fear him and unofficially adopted him into his family. And God demonstrated his own love for us in this. While we were sinners, Christ died for us. David requested and restored all the lands that King Saul owned. Jesus gives us as sons, as adoption, as we have an inheritance through him. Mephibosheth now is wealthy. In David's family, he is protected, provided for. He's a man with lame feet. He now has all the resources of a king. Ziba has 15 sons and 20 servants, and all of them will work for Mephibosheth. His resources is the authority of the king. He eats at the king's table. Mephibosheth says, I'm a dead dog. And he was filled with reality of the situation and had great humility. Jesus is our resource, our authority, our protection, our provision. In Ephesians 2.1, as you, for you, you were dead in your trespasses and sins. In Ephesians 2.4-7. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace that you have been saved, that God has raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in heavenly realms in order that in the coming ages he might show his incomprehensible riches of grace and expression in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. Although I am less than the least of all the Lord's people, this grace was given to me to preach to the Gentiles in the boundless riches of Christ. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. In Hebrews 12:22, but you have come to Mount Zion, the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. You have come to thousands upon thousands of angels joyfully assembled. We need to go back and recognize that David in his younger years was a sheep tender and now he tended to a man with broken feet. In Romans 8, 1, therefore there is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but has that we have received salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ. King David was the provider, Zeba was the land manager, and Mephibosheth was being cared for. Zeba was a, an opportunist, an evil motivator. 
and David was suspicious of him, but at the time of need, he brought provisions that were necessary and appreciated by the king. Ziba lied and tried to extort the land from Mephibosheth. David didn't have a good perception of the time and didn't understand it. Mephibosheth's property is now turned over to Ziba. In Proverbs 18.13, to answer before listening, that is a very foolish thing. Deception is here. In 1 Peter 5.8, be alert and sober-minded. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for somebody to devour. In a sense, he was being attacked without retali any retaliation. He was allowed to be attacked, and at some point, David corrected his own error in judgment. Meshibosheth was adopted and set at the table. It was just not a family table. It was the favored table of all the king's advisors. Mephibosheth, the one with broken feet, became an advisor to the king himself. David was troubled by Ziba and gave half of all the holdings back to Mephibosheth. Ziba was again to help Mephibosheth. Remember, Mephibosheth is the one with the broken feet, the one who's helpless, and his life, Mephibosheth, had no need. David saved his life and provided for him in a profound way. He had more than he thought he deserved. Dividing the estate in half was more than Mephibosheth cared for. It was an act of forgiveness that was performed for Ziba. Mephibosheth said he didn't care. Ziba could have it all. And by this time, Mephibosheth was perhaps one of the most kind, caring personalities I've ever read in the Bible. See the comparison between the Lord's provision and David's provision. See the comparison between Mephibosheth with the lame feet and our own situation before the Lord. We're not beggars. Mephibosheth was not a beggar. We are privileged in the house of God. And all we have to do is come to the Lord and ask him to come into our lives. I'm speaking to you right now. This is your moment to hear from the Lord. This is your moment for the Lord to reach you. This is the moment for you to find him. I'm going to give a small prayer. I want you to repeat the prayer with me. And as you do, I'm expecting God to flood your heart, to bless you to give you salvation. Repeat after me. Lord, in the condition I'm in, 
with the needs I have, I come to you. I ask you to forgive me my sins. Come into my life. Give me your newness in me. Forgive me. Begin to set me free from my addictions and my trouble. In Jesus' name. The Lord will begin to work with you as you have prayed this prayer with me. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast from Billy on this episode of Voyage Through the Bible. This journey and its many adventures lead you into the mysteries of creation and man, not only to know the Bible, but to experience it and live it. If you would like to sow into this ministry and be a part of somebody else's journey as they learn about God, please visit our website, www.voyagethroughthebible.org.